and and uh, are there any sort of geographical differences? Are there, you know, I, I mean, I, I assume that this is, you know, a lot, lot more um, widely accepted throughout, you know, say the US and UK and Europe rather than Asia. I mean, are there, there big geographical differences or? Um, no, actually, it depends on the use case. Um, so for the consumer use case, the scalable consumer use case is actually Asia has been in the forefront of, of adopting oh. FIDO. So, so a mobile first use case, you're looking at native apps. Um, there are dozens of banks in China that are using you know, FIDO to protect their, you know, allow their users to log in rather than mm -hmm. using passwords. Likewise in Korea and Japan, um, you know, Entity Docomo, the mobile operator in Japan has been you know, one of the most, most innovative, um, they're always an innovative company, but they've been one of the leaders in deploying FIDO at scale to consumers. So I think it's, you know, from that use case, we're actually seeing a lot of growth in Asia and, mm -hmm. you know, North America and Europe have, have lagged a little bit behind. Um, but from an enterprise standpoint, it's certainly, I think it's, pre it's pretty even across the board. Hmm. That's really interesting. It's really interesting. And, like, and, and as you said, I think one of the things that's probably... Um, really expedited this this move away from your traditional passwords is is covid i think you know digital transformation's been expedited and people have been dragged in some cases kicking and kicking and screaming into this new world and i think that they they've recognized you, you know you, you it's not enough just to sort of say well you know we initially had to enable you to work from home and give you access to all this stuff and provide this capability but like now we really need to double down on the security and start thinking about what that means and putting all these security controls in place. And it's, it's really promising to see that it's been so well adopted. Yeah. I mean, COVID, you know, I'm just looking at some data right now. Um, you know, the, 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 the number and types of attacks um, that kind of went up exponentially, you know, after it's, COVID is, is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, so, mm -hmm. so Google, for example, is blocking 18 million uh, COVID themed malware and phishing emails per day you know, during like in the you know, mid 2020. Crazy. Um, you know, the increase in cyber attacks went up in you know, multiple fold, both for consumers and, and yeah. for enterprises. And you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, phishing is, is really a plague. And this comes back to the core thing we're trying to solve. Mm -hmm. You know, a well designed phishing attack, um, so not your Nigerian prince kind of thing, but a well designed mm -hmm. attack mm -hmm. has over a 50% success rate, right? So not a click rate, success rate. Um, and that's because, you know, ultimately these hackers are good at what they do. <laughs> you know, they're professionals like we are, but they're professionals at taking advantage of, of one's good nature, of human mm -hmm. nature. And that's what they do, whether it's phishing or social engineering or vishing, mm -hmm. you know, all they're trying to do is acquire a knowledge-based credential, something you know. And so what we need to do again is move away from something you know to something you have to proving, proving possession of the device by using a security key or a biometric. And, you know, another key thing people need to understand is that's not just passwords, right? This is what I'm saying, knowledge-based versus possession-based. The second factor, like an OTP, whether it's an SMS OTP or even OTP app, those can be fished as well. In fact, I was just seeing an article this morning um, from Brian Krebs about a, a whole new spate of um, automated SMS interceptors. So they're OTP interceptors. So wow. whether... Yeah, so you could actually buy these things in the dark web, and, and it's quite easy. So if I have some basic credentials about you, and those, you know, 
this is more for targeted attacks, but this is, you know, this has to be consistent with up at night if you think about your workforce. You know, there's a fair amount of information about individuals out there, and, and these are automated systems that can troll, you know, dozens or hundreds of users in a very automated way mm. and get their OTPs, right? Whether that's an app like Authy or whether that's an SMS. And then once you have that information, you can take over those accounts. So again, you know, we, we really fundamentally need to change the way that people authenticate. And it's quite possible by just, yeah. you know, the difference between a knowledge-based attack and possession-based, the knowledge-based can scale and can happen remotely. If it's possession-based, you literally need to be holding something and, and yeah. to authorize, you know, the authentication if you're an authorized transaction. Um, mm -hmm. And that just simply does not scale.